Hi, this is Seamus Petrie, your WPEA lobbyist, here to tell you what you need to know about how the legislature works and what's happening in Olympia. As public employees, WPEA members are directly affected by the decisions that they make in the legislature, which is why it's critical that they hear your voice. Now, the legislative process can be daunting. It moves fast, they use a lot of jargon, everyone has fancy job titles, and they make their decisions in marble-walled rooms. So I'm here to help demystify the legislative process, pull back the curtain, and give you the working knowledge you need to understand what's happening with our state laws and why. Because knowledge is power. Today we're talking about the budget process, and the process that our state employee member contracts go through from negotiation to ratification to funding in the budget. This upcoming legislative session starts in an odd-numbered year, which means it's a long session scheduled to last 105 days. It's a long session because during odd-numbered years, the legislature passes the state's two-year operating budget. Actually, the legislature considers, and in most cases passes, three budgets each year. First is the operating budget, which pays for the bulk of the state's operating expenses, including the salaries of most WPEA-represented state employees. Number two is the transportation budget, which pays for roads, ferries, and the salaries of Washington State Patrol employees, including our members at State Patrol. And number three is the capital budget, which pays for construction, maintenance, and repair projects around the state, including, for example, projects on our community college campuses. The 2022 capital budget paid for asbestos removal from a building at Pierce College, just as one example. Today, we're mostly going to be talking about the operating budget. That's the biggest one, at about $60 billion per biennium. The amount of money that the state has to spend in the budget is determined by how much revenue they bring in from various sources, tax revenue, um, you know, fees, federal money, etc. And that amount of money is determined by the uh, Washington State's Economic and Revenue Forecast Council, which every quarter takes a look at how much money they think the state is going to be bringing in in revenue for the next uh, year, two years, four years. And uh, that's the number that the state budget writers work with when they're looking at how much money to spend. The operating budget bill itself is long. 700, 800, 900 pages long, with sections on K-12 education, state parks, mental health, housing, and so on. As part of that budget, the state pays for the vital public services that our members provide, helping students at our colleges, keeping our roads and food supply safe, taking care of our natural resources, and collecting the tax revenue to pay for all these services. One thing you'd notice looking through the budget is uh, you'd notice a bunch of what are called provisos. Provisos are conditions, rules, about how the money that is being appropriated into the budget can be spent. Provisos are written into law, but they only last the two years that the budget is in place. So if the legislature wants to extend those provisos beyond the two years, they have to put them into the next budget. There are some provisos that have been put back into each budget every two years for many, many budget cycles. And in a few short sections near the back of the budget, you'll find sections that approve the contracts that WPEA members negotiated with the state. Those sections are short, just a paragraph or two, but they took a long road to get here. So now let's go back and 
talk about how these contracts made it into the budget. Throughout the life of the contract, WPEA members can submit contract proposal ideas. As bargaining gets closer, that effort ramps up as members have ideas about how to improve the contracts or potential you know, new contract language. During spring and summer of each even-numbered year, our state employee members negotiate the two-year contracts with the state. Those contracts last two years concurrent with the state's two-year budget cycle. They start in July of odd-numbered years and last till June 30th of the next odd-numbered year. So once our negotiating teams reach tentative agreements, those tentative contract terms are sent to WPEA members for a ratification vote. All those things, the negotiation and the ratification votes, have to happen legally by October 1st in order to be put into the governor's budget and considered by the legislature. The governor puts out a two-year budget in December of each even-numbered year, and assuming that the rest of the process has happened, as I just described, our state employee contracts are included in that budget. Quick side note, in 2020, due to the complications of negotiating during the early days of the COVID pandemic, and because of the way negotiations had gone, we were still negotiating after the October 1st deadline, so our contracts actually weren't included in the governor's budget, which meant that the legislature, according to the law, was not supposed to consider those contracts even though we had completed negotiation before they passed any budget. So uh, WPEA members, me and a bunch of the WPEA negotiating team, uh, went to the legislature to get a one-time exemption written into that law, saying that they could approve the contracts even though we had negotiated past the October 1st deadline. The budget committees of each chamber, that's the House Appropriations Committee and the Senate Ways and Means Committee, hold hearings on the governor's proposed budget in the first few days of session in the odd-numbered year. Those hearings are long. You'll see people from every interest group in the state come and testify about their feelings about different parts of the governor's budget. Uh, but the governor's budget might end up looking nothing like the final budget. That's because each chamber of the legislature writes its own budget, led by those committees, the Appropriations and Ways and Means Committees. They get introduced a lot later, those budgets do. They get introduced in early April. Typically, the final budget looks more like a combination of the House and Senate budgets than it does look like the governor's budget. But regardless of what the final budget looks like, it's important to remember that the legislature votes up or down on approval of our contracts and for the money to fund them. The legislature does not get to change the provisions of the contract once they've been negotiated and ratified. There have been a few times when Senate Republicans tried to mess with the contracts in their proposed budgets. Things like replacing COLAs with small one-time lump sum payments, but none of those schemes made it into the final budget or really anywhere close. Throughout legislative session, WPEA members have the chance to have their voices heard in the legislature to make sure that our contracts get fully funded. The easiest, quickest thing to do is to call the legislative hotline and ask your legislators to fully fund our state employee contracts. It's that simple. That's 1-800-562-6000 for the legislative hotline, and you don't even need to know who exactly your legislators are. You just provide your address and legislative staff will make sure that your message gets to the right people. You can call 1-800-562-6000 and tell the legislature to fully fund state employee contracts this year. There is something really crucial in this year's budget that we're asking for as it relates to the contracts. 
Typically, the legislature doesn't actually fully fund the cost of the higher ed contracts for classified staff. The legislature tends to pay for about two-thirds or three-quarters of the cost of the contracts for community colleges, and the community colleges make up the difference out of their own local money, tuition, uh, fees, etc. Many of our community colleges are already facing budget shortfalls, and WPEA members there are facing furloughs or layoffs due to under-enrollment and chronic underfunding. Fully funding the higher education contracts will help prevent layoffs on our college campuses. Okay, that's going to be all for now for this very brief uh, overview of what the budget looks like and kind of the process it takes as it winds its way through the legislature. I want to say thank you so much to our contract negotiating teams. These are members who you know, work in your agencies and colleges alongside you who stepped up and spent their spring and summer negotiating on your behalf. It's an impossible job, and in so many ways the rules of the game are totally stacked against our negotiating team, um, but they absolutely persevered and delivered for this upcoming contract cycle um, the biggest two-year pay increase uh, in the history of collective bargaining. So while it's not nearly enough, um, they did some amazing work under really difficult circumstances. We will be talking soon about uh, how a bill becomes a law in some more detail, and uh, we'll give you a legislative preview here coming up as we get closer to session. If there are questions you have, things you want to learn more about, or if you have any feedback, shoot me an email at Seamus at WPEA.org. That's S-E-A-M-U-S at WPEA.org. Remember that you are this union, and this union is you. And we all do better when we all do better. Talk to you soon.